preparing. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> we're live. You should Welcome have done that before. Episode 15. I should have done it before, never mind. But I can't believe this is number 15. I'm enjoying these conversations. Yes. I am really enjoying these conversations. <clears throat> and we're going to so, have new audiences. So I wanted to ask you before we get to the question. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a teacher now? Because you're teaching... This is a really good question. <laughs> well, I guess I get. I, I am. I am. Um, I. I don't know if I consider myself a teacher, but yes, I am a teacher. I, not, I've not is done it, it because... for long enough to consider myself and think of myself as a teacher. But the fact is, I have like stood up in front of these uh, students and uh, had a class and taught them. So I hope. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> the reason I, I, I almost to... said tried, but I was like, no, I'm not going to say tried. Exactly, because <laughs> in when people when I say to people that I'm I work as a teacher, yeah, they immediately think classroom and all of the things that go with it. But when, <clears throat> God, excuse me, but when university lecturing is like a different world of more respect and like you're really cleverer than so, so I mean, the, the, the school teacher that i had on thursday oh school teachers not considered the same i consider them to be the same no in the uk they're definitely not the same no i understand that no no but in france either right uh, <clears throat> like if you're a university professor it is absolutely not the same i'm, I'm not a, cool. i'm not even i'm not a university professor by the way because <laughs> i'm not teaching in a university and uh and even if I was, I'd probably be an, like I would be lecturing as a guest lecturer. I would not be a university professor. Right, guest lecture is quite common. Those are quite common. That, I, that's actually some... what I put on my LinkedIn. I put guest lecturer. Yeah, I think technically, that makes I'm, sense. technically I'm like I'm teaching. I mean, I'm, I'm I was well, I was guest lecturing this summer, and but now I have regular classes. I mean, I'm teaching. Because lecturing is a whole different ballgame to teaching. Anyway, it, but what's the difference? Okay, lecture. I was like, I thought it should be the word to use in English, so I did that. But a, a lecture is much more like a TED talk. Like a lot of people listening, there's very little interaction. Oh, in an amphitheater. Yeah, that with a lot of students. Traditionally, yeah, I'm, university. I'm not doing that at lots all. of students. Because no, no, I have small teacher, classes because the whole point yeah. of this school is, <clears throat> I believe. I, I, well, I'm going to make an interpretation. So we're live, but don't quote me on it. <laughs> um, I like I don't know if this represents the PR of the school at all, but I think part of the idea of it being private, uh, while it's associated with the government and that they're getting real, real degrees, uh, diplomas, the part of the idea is that they're being trained in a small setting and environment uh, with professional, like with professional, the professional environment in mind. Uh, and so that's kind of their point of difference is also to say, rather than being in a stuffy amphitheater, learning theory and academia in a big university, we're going to put yeah. you in a small group setting and you'll have real interaction with a teacher. And we're going to show you not only all the theory, but how it is to be part of this, uh, of the wide umbrella of creative communications industries. And this uh, is where, and which is, which is where I walk in. Exactly. So you're providing that link to the real world. I think, I think that's really good. I because, and I think guest lecturer sounds. Cool. And actually, the session that I had this week up on my calendar from the school, it says that it's a coaching session. Oh which wow! Le which led to an interesting misunderstanding. <laughs> well, we might get into that. So the reason for this preamble that I'll clear up with the person in charge tomorrow. But um, yeah, it led to an interesting misunderstanding on my part that I was just walking in and they would be ready to be coached. And then, but I had to, I, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's all, it's all good. It's being sorted out. It's fine. But there was a bit of mishap to begin the whole thing. Okay. Now, the reason for this discussion at the beginning, normally it might be the question straight away is because I haven't been able to collect any more questions. So, Willem, you've collected like a whole bunch of questions and yeah. you haven't looked at them. Nope. You filmed a video of <laughs> unfolding them to me and didn't look at them. So I've seen some of them. I've picked one, and now I'm going to ask you. Yeah, and so, I'm excited. I'm, uh, it's cool that I was able to get questions for you because I know you that you couldn't. And yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting also to your students because I got a bunch of questions from the class yeah. that I that I had class with on Thursday, 
And yeah. these are students who are in their first year's master's degree. So they're 22? Yeah, around that age. Yeah, okay. around that age. So it's going to be different from high school, maybe different from high school questions, maybe, I don't know, um, because I haven't seen them. <laughs> 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 so it, this is good this is this stays true to the premise of this entire yeah and we're expanding okay. the we're expanding That's... our audience which i mean yes it is very small right now oh and i was i did have one thing uh one of the students asked me you know what's the show and she had her laptop open and i was like oh we'll just go to youtube and oh actually this is going to be an interesting experiment type in teaching tangents and uh you don't find our show when you type teaching tangents oh really in youtube, in YouTube. <laughs> oh so what comes up? Just stuff about teaching and, and other stuff about tangents. But if you put it in quotes and type it, you know. I don't know. I have to try that again. You would have to try it as well. But if you type my name, you'll find my channel immediately, but not. Uh... So I was like, ooh. I... Also, just for the sake of anybody watching this for the first time, we have not, and I have not done a lot at all to promote <laughs> this show. <laughs> I haven't either. I, haven't I have either. not. It's, it is. Uh... Our weekly meeting makes a lot of difference to me. I really enjoy the conversations and I'm taking it that even if it's only a few students and other people that find it useful too, then I'm happy with it. Of course, if hundreds of thousands of people want to watch it, then great, but I'm not really doing the promotional work required to get there right now. I don't me either, think. but I have I did, I did upload all the videos to, uh, all the audio to um, to our podcast, which were, we I was seven episodes- Yes, it's always on Spotify. Okay, sure. It's not like it's know. not like I have to do something different to put it on Spotify. I put it one place and then it goes everywhere, including Spotify. Oh, okay. Uh, okay although I'm not sure I'm on Deezer, I, I would have to check. But I think Stitcher's Deezer's podcast audio app. So, anyway, I updated and we have like I was seven episodes late, so it's that's done anyway. Because my students Google me and find me all over the national media and then find my look at google me on you or youtube to search me yeah, yeah, and yeah, find yeah. my channel national and media okay, my channel you got it. and then <laughs> <laughs> yes okay of course i've got a i've been on national media talking about all well mainly yeah, one you thing, have. But well mainly one story. thing but <laughs> but yes it i have not been on national media thank you for reminding me james thank you it's a sore point <laughs> is it really no, it's not. wow Anyway, no, it's not. moving it's really on. Not. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Uh, that's because you're the puppet master in behind the scenes pulling yes, who should yes. be on national media. You're the ones <laughs> advising where they should go. It works. Yes. So uh, let's get the t shirt thing done. So you got I my carpet and hops, you think? In the background? Oh, yeah. Oh, t shirt. So I got the. Yeah. Oh wow! So this is old by uh, now. Like, that's really so good. Do all the so do your students get the Guitar Hero reference now? Because nobody, I don't know if that's still popular. It's well, it's clearly not. I don't popular, think anybody. But... No, I don't think anyone. But it, I'm sure it will. Ooh, there's a delay on circle. your I audio. I play. Oh, is there? Oh, hang mm -hmm. on. Are that's you... very annoying because I forgot to change the deliberately. Uh, okay. Anyway, it should get better. It says my internet connection is unstable, even though I'm in the same room as the router. It's working again. Good. It's your internet so, connection. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm ready. I was going to say, Guitar Hero, it went, yeah, it was huge, and then it disappeared. Glockenspiel Hero, I mean, that's just, I think it's great. The time is coming. The time is coming for Glockenspiel <laughs> Hero. I think it's, um, it, it was missing VR. The VR headsets are going to make it big. Do you think? No. That's your prediction. <laughs> That's my prediction. Do you, know, do you have I a T-shirt? Do you just have I a do. green T-shirt? Oh, yes. Okay. But I, no, it's not just green. But I played Guitar Hero, and it did my head in because I play real guitar. So. Did you hear about Beat Saber? That's the big thing now, and that is on VR, actually. Beat what is Saber? it? So yeah. it's, it's, I've not played it, but I've heard, like, I have friends who got hooked on it. So it's a thing where you have two uh, lightsabers and it also exists in VR where you actually have two lightsabers and you have to do it similar to a Guitar Hero things that are things that are coming at you and you have to hit them in a certain rhythm. Oh, wow. And there's a video game version, but I think you just thumb, thumb what you need to do and your thumbs are the sabers or something like that. But in the, in mm. the VR version, you have to like 
duck, sit down, head, just move your arms and all that. That sounds cool. Yeah, apparently, it's pretty cool. It. So my T-shirt is another Star Wars T-shirt. Uh, what does it say? Is it a family like portrait yeah, it is. cartoon thing? Obviously, Star Wars. Luke. And it's got like a... Does it, it just says, say their names? Is that what it is? No, Uncle? it does. It says, this says me, mummy, uh, Leia, Han, daddy, Obi-Wan, and Uncle Owen, who's a fried right. kind of burn thing. <laughs> Crispy bodies by the door. Have you watched that? No. I'm not even going to get to the question. Because <laughs> have you not seen... Um, you get to the question. No, oh, no sorry, I will. All right, bushes all right. of love. I trust, you, seen... I, I trust you with the process. Sorry. Trust have you we not seen? Have you not seen bushes of love? The bad no, lip reading. About? Bad lip reading of Star Wars. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. You have. Yeah. Okay, I was getting worried again. It's like you not seeing Bill and Ted. No, 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 I've seen that thing. I just, I, I was like, okay, great. Thank you for okay. sharing the video. Let's get, I didn't fall question. in love with that thing. It was interesting. It was well done. And I was like, all right, great. Oh, I loved it. Okay, here's the question. You ready? Yes. This, so this is from a Mark, first year master's student. Okay. So the question is, can everybody start a business? Can everybody start a business? Yes. Yes. That's the question. <laughs> I mean, as you know, sometimes I just answer straight up, like, can everybody start a business? So this is really interesting because, and I just show it's so funny because of course, every time you ask me a question, I'm going to just be linking whatever I was just doing, listening to, et cetera. So where I'm going first with this question is yeah. I just happened to be, and I cut it at, towards the end. Uh, there's a virtual I mean, remote because every you know all the real gaming conventions and conferences have been either canceled or gone virtual and remote right mm -hmm. uh and i was just listening so there's one going on this weekend which is one that usually happens in lyon in the south of france but uh, of course they had to go virtual because of covid uh and a friend of mine was participating in a panel conversation about accessibility in games so accessibility like, in gaming you mean like how to how to make games accessible for everyone okay. okay so that means all right so just to be clear because not everybody knows this and just to see your face is interesting usually accessibility as a as a uh, a catch-all term uh for everything to do with design for everything to do with um well access accessibility is a domain of design yeah the idea of which you make your products and services and designs accessible for everyone, even for people who are not in the norm. Right, the that's what I thought. who are not in the norm might have. Yeah. Uh, the easy way out is to say disabilities or they're other, otherwise abled. Yeah. And you just designed a game, whether it's a video game, a board game, a role-playing game. In the panel, they had different people talking about different areas of games. Um, and what's missing in terms of accessibility uh, for a lot of designers, so, okay, so the, I'm thinking of different directions. So anyway, or inclusivity is another way to talk about it. But the, as, in terms of tags and way to think uh, that are both interesting because they go in very different directions, accessibility tends to be thought of as the umbrella term for how is everything going to be accessible for people who are um, visually impaired or blind. Uh, audio impaired or, or deaf. Right, or that's, that hearing. is what I thought you meant. Okay, uh, that makes people sense. who have uh, physical, yeah. like they don't have the same yeah. motion control or the same uh, <clears throat> hands or they can't walk or uh, just like different physical uh, conditions. And inclusivity tends to be talking more about gender related, sexual orientation relation, etc. But they they work together. I mean, you're, you're, the goal is to make something that works for everyone. How do you think of something that works for everyone, particularly when your worldview is to think about the majority and you don't know that there's an everyone to think about? Mm -hmm. um, and this is a very interesting point. I don't think I've made it in these conversations just yet, but I did in my seminar uh, that I did with the ESCOM students in the summer. So these are, well, they, they're gone into the professional life because these were the last year students. Uh, and it's a conversation that I make a lot. Uh, it's, it's usually it's talked. What's the umbrella term on that one? It's um, uh, 
well, one way to talk about it, I would think of particular, no, 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 no. I, I'm thinking of designing for the extremes. There's an idea. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's called absolute design. We did talk about that, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you imagine, for anybody watching this, <laughs> if you imagine a bell curve of, you know, and you have the extremes of the bell curves, is there's less of the people that represent a minority. And then, you know, designing typically for, let's say, a game designer, you're designing, you're not really thinking about the fact that somebody who is blind or deaf or or whatever reason they can't play your game mm. when you've done it and you've not thought at all about the fact that maybe somebody who's differently able might want to play your game mm. um so there's a blind spot there and the value in, in insight and this is used a lot in communications is to talk mm -hmm. about what is if you design for something on the extreme side of the spectrum you're likely to do something that both works for everyone, because if it works for the minority, it works for everyone, or, or at least you want it to work for everyone. Yeah. And you will find ideas that are outside of the mainstream, and that's where insights live. That's where original ideas, original ways to consider things, and uh, you learn. That's great. That's great. Because you learn new points of view because you don't know what it is like to... Uh, to see the world or, and to experience, rather than say, to experience the world as a different able body than yours so to revolt to come back to the question the first thought i thought about is like can everyone start a business i thought about like i thought about the accessibility to everyone is that what we're talking about and uh, and i think to think about everyone in that way from a very broad term of including everyone with every type of capacity and i don't know if that's what that student had in mind or what was going through their minds about that but what do you mean by everyone that's what I thought you would say. Of course, I you know I would at some point. That was kind of obvious, right? That was kind of obvious. So it feels like if, and I don't know, but it's, so I'm going to use it in a rhetorical fashion. So hopefully anybody can fill in the blanks for themselves and so they, they watch or listen to this so that you can, is there, I wonder immediately, is there a question behind the question when you say, when the person says everyone, do they mean something specific about themselves that, makes them that they are in a situation that they wonder if they can start a business or if somebody they know a friend or whatever um so i would say yes everybody can start a business yeah now uh, unless there are specific rules that makes it that you can't but i mean i don't know what those might be like if you're if you're in jail maybe you would have a hard time starting a business but i think that you should be able to but you know maybe not maybe not as we know you know jails have their own sub well, they do have their own everything. side economy and and actually you're right they do that's I don't know much about that, so I don't, I don't feel like I should probably I'm only give basing advice it, about it. I'm, I'm only basing it on what I've seen on I'm, I'm only basing that on stereotypes and well. TV. No, 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 yeah. completely. So, yeah. yeah, and but you're absolutely right. It doesn't prevent that. You can absolutely do something. You can study, etc. So, um, I just want to pick yeah, up so, on something you said. Go actually, ahead. Go ahead. Because the this designing for the extremes. It was I first heard about that concept in a book all about empathy, where. I can't remember the name of the woman, you might know. There was some woman who was really interested in designing products for old people. So she lived as an old person for like, I don't know how long it was, to discover and identify the problems that older people have. And that led her to come up with creative ways of solving how they use cutlery or how they use the door or how they like walk, walk in the street. Like she perceived it completely shifted her perception of the world. Yeah. But it also allowed her to have empathy for what was happening with older people in the situations they were dealing with. Yeah. So it's I think it's really interesting to go for the extremes in that way because it 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 does shift our worldview when we start thinking that way. Yeah. And we suddenly realize there's a whole lot more to life than maybe we initially considered. Yeah. So I think that's, that's and you would you would great. learn about whatever your business idea is. I would highly encourage you to go delve into the world of that business idea, yeah. which is the same thing that I would want to do for my professional process as a strategist that I recommend to anybody. It's like, all right, cool. What's behind the question of everyone? What kind of business yeah. do you want to start? Yeah. And go learn about that. But don't go from the most obvious fashion. Don't go for yeah. the most obvious. Go yeah. and learn yeah. from other angles. So maybe do go and ask older people about their experience of something that actually maybe it's got nothing to do with your own business. Assuming you know enough about the business environment you want to launch yourself in. And you don't need to know everything, but to have an idea, and this is interesting because uh, on Thursday, and so the, the students that asked me the questions, I was with them on Thursday, right? 
and, and that's was the one that I wasn't. So I started. So the I'll, I'll just talk about what it is. Um, that it's a program, uh, and it's a I'm coaching them, but I'm really I'm teaching as well, and I'm, I'm just I'm making it up. Uh, I'm not completely making it up. There's a there's a there's a, uh, there's a there's a whole structure to it. Sure, there's a structure to it. Uh, I made it on Friday. <laughs> No, but there was another structure that I was inspired by, so that's okay. Anyway, the program is that the students are set up in agencies, mock agencies. So uh, they practice cool. what they're learning in their other classes. The idea oh, is that's that, cool. Yeah, it is cool, right? Uh, so now I don't have a lot of time with them, and there could be a lot to cover. So the next time I see them, I, 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 I've prepared a bunch of stuff, and I need to gauge and get what their appetite is. Um, so is it pitching? Is that really what the big thing is? Or is it ideas or? That's, I'm working on that. So okay. right now, let's just stay to where I was uh, right now. Cause that's, I don't want to go public with the rest of it just yet. Um, there, uh, so the first step is, was to set them up as an agency. And so to set them up as an agency is to create your own identity. So to create your brand. Right. Yep. So we looked at uh, what is, what is the core of the brand? What is uh, what are some principles? Except that I wasn't exactly ready for that, so I wasn't ready to transmit exactly how. And I hadn't gone through, I hadn't properly gone through. Um, how am I going to transmit the idea and teach? Really, how am I going to teach the idea of there is a core to your brand? What is the heart of your brand? What is the idea that is the core at your brand? And the thing that I was trying to get across to them, that I, I, I well, some some got I don't know some some teams were there already, so I don't know if I transmitted or if they just got it. I don't know. Some some didn't. And anyway, I was trying to transmit that idea that when there is, and this is difficult to describe, uh, so, which is why it's interesting to teach and interesting to transmit. The thing was, so they were trying to ask like, is this good? Is this not good? And I wanted to, I didn't want to go there with them. I'm not, and I'm, I'm not interested in saying like, is green better than red? That's not what I'm interested in. What I'm interested in is to transmit and to teach. When do you know that you have, um, <laughs> let's call it, and this is like, even the vocabulary is not easy. I need to, I need to build this properly as a, which is great. That's why I'm really excited to be teaching. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm, I have to formulate things. I'm laughing so much because well, I can identify with this world in my own classroom. To right. Keep going. Um, <laughs> so when do you know that there's a creative spark going on? When do you know that you've hit an insight that is worthwhile? When do you know that you have really an idea that's going on? So it, it's like there's a phenomenon that begins appearing that is elusive and difficult to identify, to describe, to grasp. And how exactly do you communicate that? Moreover, how do you communicate it when I was not ready at all to do it? Um, so, for example, one group would start chatting, and and they had. And what I mean by that is, so the structurally the way that I was describing it is is you want to boil that down to one word that is a broad idea about what yeah. is your agency about and what is your brand about. Okay. Okay. And this works for everything. It works for you. It works for yeah, me. It works yeah. for a person. It works for whatever. Uh, and they're, so they were grappling with that, which makes sense. Um, and there's a point where I, one of the two said so they were in different teams. So I was hopping from one spot to another. So at some point, I would try to talk to everybody. But if one team got something, I couldn't, I don't know where the other ones it. are at. Yeah. No, I didn't want to stifle it, but I also don't know where the other ones are at. If or how I can communicate what one team got to the rest, I, you know, that's all. That's all things I don't really have experience with in terms of a teacher. I'm not. <laughs> you identify with that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's something in teaching called that you might find useful. Actually, you might want to look up later. Something mm -hmm. called a jigsaw activity. You, that that can that might help you. Okay. You might want to look that up. So, but, but so this whole the, idea. Just of to finish on the creative yeah, spark. Insight. Are they? So I got and I saw. Uh, so one team I was with started bouncing one thing they were like into and and then immediately everybody's just eyes lit up everybody was like oh and this oh and this oh and this around like just bouncing ideas and i'm like right you, you do you see what's going on right now you got something because whatever's going on everybody's inspired by everybody's has ideas everybody wants to contribute to the conversation right. and something shifted in the air 
yeah. something shifted in the way they're yeah. speaking, something yep. shifted yep. in the way they're, and I was like, you're onto something. It's not about whether your answer is good or not. I was like, I want you to be all on board with what you're creating. And then you convince me that this is who you are and why you're doing it. Oh, uh, that's so great. So, but it's really, it's not easy because it's no. like, yeah. how do you, and this is, I mean, creative spark is one way to talk about it. I, I, what I want to do now, I'm like, I need to, which is I had on my plans to do earlier. And now this is forcing me to accelerate and really make it happen properly to be teaching, which is great, is to, to give it a term of jargon or, or a, um, a term of, um, there's a, anyway, the, there's a jargon for that, a term of art um, based on my brand. How do I talk about this and how do I teach it that is going to be steeped in play? Because play is my thing, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's, that's really exciting. And then, but some of the other teams were like, it's just really difficult to grasp. I don't, and they were like, well, we're a digital, we're a digital agency that's going to be doing social media. I was like, great, put that to the side right now. I don't care. <laughs> and they were like, uh, I don't understand. I was like, I didn't, I don't think I said, I don't care, but I think it was pretty obvious that I didn't. And I was like, okay, you're not done with your conversation yet. I'm looking at who you are as a brand. This and you know, and I'm I'm also so brilliant. I'm so also brilliant. working on uh, detailing and defining. You know, the the Simon Sinek start with why. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't think it works. I mean, it does it's not that it doesn't work. I think it's, and I I need to spend more time. And I and I I had a semi conversation on Twitter about why, and I was like, mm, I'm not really. A, I don't think why matters, and no, not to start with. So, but I do believe in starting with who. You need to start, and and I was trying to convey uh, to my to the students, but it, again, I was not super ready, so I don't know how well it communicated. I don't know how much they got it. The idea that your who is your foundation, whether it's who you are as a brand, as a business, uh, and this just to loop it back to so like we're still talking about creating a business here that mm, works, mm -hmm. right? Um, you want to know who you are, and it's very difficult to figure out who you are. It takes a lot of learning and teaching. And this is all our string of conversations are very related to that. We've said it before. But the better you know that and the clearer you are on your main idea, your core, the stronger your foundation is. And the stronger your foundation is, it's like the roots of the tree. It can grow Completely better. Agree. Uh, the, the, the house. But because if you start creating a business and you say, well, I offer this service. There are some conversations about starting a business that you worry about the roof before you even have the foundations of your house. Now, what you do as a business is not as drastic as saying it's starting with the roof, but it's starting with something that is not the foundation. What do you think is the foundation of a business? Oh, I think so. I think it's, it's starting with who you are as a business. And I think it's starting with uh, the characteristic idea concept that is at its broadest who you are as a business and that's and ideally that is one word and but it's one word that the creators and founders of the business and the team are all on board that that is who they're about at a broadest possible so example um and the, the, there's multiple reasons for that one is that if you have a strong idea that inspires you then it's linked to tons of other things yeah right it becomes uh, your point and everything goes boom. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, I also talked, but that was probably not clear at all. I don't know how like, they might've gotten lost because I was just spewing things that were not organized in my, in my own thinking. Cause I, I was talking about how, at, because I, I probably, it's, it might sound, it might've sounded like I was contradicting myself, but there's a, so there's a relationship, particularly if you're thinking about business and everyone, and I don't, we're completely going on a tangent, but it doesn't matter. That's the point of the show. Um, <laughs> don't worry i'll bring it back great broad to specific so we have a tendency as people to talk about broad and uh hypothetical situations yeah which is not useful to deal with a case study or something specific that you're trying to create right okay so like to for example the examples the example of disabilities earlier um it's better to take a specific thing that you want your game or you want your business to be accessible for that is a specific example rather than saying something vague. So the broad in that case is not particularly useful. You want specific rather than, well, it might be hypothetical, repeated, but ideally real situation. This is a repeated yeah, thing I keep coming up with whenever you hear people talking about starting a business. Yeah. Like get very clear about who you want to serve. But, the, the, but the, on the other hand, 
for the grounding and the foundation of who you are as a business and as a brand, you want to go to one word that is an interesting interplay between the fact that one word seems to be really restrictive, but if you have the right one, it'll inspire you to go broad on everything. Oh, and there is so, Willem's profound thought for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so can you give me an example of one word, mm -hmm. a one word thing? My thing is play. So my thing is play. So I could say, and I could start going at my business and it took me a while to get there, by the way, uh, even if I'm, it's always like the, it's the most difficult for the ones who do it. I, I give a lot of advice to brands to say, yeah, focus in one direction. It's very difficult for everyone because everybody's afraid of like losing out on things. Because if they go on one thing, they think they're missing out on loads of other things. Yeah. yeah. But what's really difficult to grasp and, and most of the time businesses don't have the time or don't have the money to really delve in this, which is, which is exactly why the best time to do this is at the creation of your business. Ideally. Now, sometimes you create a business and just happens and you're like, Whoa, I'm in the middle of something. Okay. Well, just th that also happens, of course. So there's, uh, you always have time to come back to your, your figuring out your identity later. So, I offer strategic services, freelancing for agencies or coaching for clients. I can do so much. And I love the fact that I do a lot and that what I do is vague. Uh, but I mean, it's specific, but so there's a lot of people for whom the strategy role or planner or strategist role within a communications agency yeah. is you're like the sage or the expert with a nebulous, yeah. like everybody's like, yeah. well, we don't really know what they do, but they're smart. So if we have yeah. a question, we're going to go to them. Or just, I don't know what they do, but they're really pedantic. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> that is, that's just what my previous, that is what like my previous career was like in data planning like, mm -hmm. before I was a teacher. So <laughs> you're doing this mysterious thing. But so now I'm doing that by myself. So what is it that I offer to a prospective client? I'm like, I can put your brand together and the dude who has a business, I'm like, yeah, great. Okay. Well, see you later. I don't, I don't understand yeah. what, what that does. Yeah. Um, so. You can go about this in multiple various ways, of course. Now, when I talk about who you are, I mean who you are as a brand and as a business. And of course, I would say that like every every advice and everybody's words is always biased by who they are. And we talked about that in other episodes, right? Yep. So I am a brand strategist and a brand specialist and I'm really fascinated by identity. And I firmly believe that the more you know yourself, the better you can act, the more foundation you have. So that's I, I would say that. Um, so boiling my thing down to play is, okay, I decided there's multiple different directions. I could have said, I'm going to focus on a specific product or a specific area of what's trendy in business. Like I'm going to be the guy who everybody comes to for virtual reality. Several okay. colleagues had advised me several all over the years. I've been told over and over and over. Uh, well, maybe over and twice, over and over, <laughs> maybe two, three times. I don't know. Um, to, to like, what's your thing? And you need to take something that is trendy in business that is working these days. Uh, and today it might be uh, sustainability or uh, purpose or, you know, just pick on the pick on the trendy word and be about that, whether specific or, or not specific. Uh, and I know people who are much better than me in terms of business and in, in terms of picking opportunities that are trending uh, and to make something out of that, that like transform it somehow into a business opportunity that makes money, pays their rent or whatever. Okay. I just was never really interested in that. And took to me, me a that while. seems a bit too surface and it's not surface. like, not like a deeper kind of like what, yeah. what's, what's the one word thing. Yeah, it is. And, uh, so, so there's nothing wrong in doing that. And there's a lot yeah. more regular than the one thing thing than the one word thing. Um, but I think it's a lot more powerful that you have one word that you're inspired by and to come back to your original question. So play is uh, one, so that's my idea is that I offer what everybody else in my area offers in terms of services, but I do it with play. Can you think, is there a bigger and, and business? When I think about play, there, there's, you could argue that a lot of people would go, well, that's, that doesn't make any sense for a business. I don't understand. So there's one way to look at this that maybe I need to think about how I'm communicating to these people. There's also another side that says, well, these people are not my audience. Can you think uh, somebody, of a bigger, somebody, a bigger business that has a one word? Can you give an example of a bigger business, a famous business that might 
has got their brand really clear in this one word. So uh, the, this is also an interesting exercise and particularly one for teaching and doing case studies or even yeah. at work as well. The exercise being that I can say that, but just just like, I mean, I'm going to compare myself. I, I don't think I, I don't know. I, I was going to say Simon Sinek, you know, uses Apple or uses other examples. Yeah, yeah. The truth is I can make up words of what they mean to me, but I don't know if that's what they mean to them. So I okay. can do that. Yeah, but I'm interested to know what. So I because I'm I I can't I get the, the idea, and and I think so, it's qualified so Skittles, it really well. So Skittles, one word that would be in their in their lexical field. So actually, just finishing, I'll answer that in one second. Sure. When you get to one word that really inspires you, it goes from broad to other things because if you're really inspired by play. Play is fun. Play is collaboration. Play is rules. Play is like all the world that comes with it. And then you bounce back to other areas. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, and uh, so Skittles. But it gives you, it gives you a jump off point. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Skittles. I would go one word. I'd go color. Hmm. Okay. It's taste the rainbow. Now they might not have that as their color, but that is the first one that springs to mind for me. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I, because in my head, I'm making the springboard between taste the rainbow, the colors, all the different flavors they have, the wackiness of their advertising is colorful. Uh, their all their advertising is super colorful. It has a lot of personality. You could so if if you're thinking about this rationally, more rationally, and I, and I did because I did that as a case study to my other class, and I, we looked at their the I looked at the brand environment of Skittles and asked them to do the same. You see that they're absurd. They're a non sequitur, they're weird humor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So if you were thinking about this and looking and rationalizing what they're communicating into boiling it down to one word, it gets more difficult. Uh, I would maybe go wacky or absurd or, but but then absurd is, it's, it's, it was only one facet of everything they're communicating. Mm. Color. I. So color, I like. I think it's um, And the yeah. other one that I did for that, because I, I just studied it a bit, I was looking at Under Armour. And I think Under okay. Armour is effort. But I'm hesitating on that one. I, I, Under Armour is interesting. Intense, I, intense, intensity or intense is the other word that I was yeah, hesitating I was, with. I was also thinking about strength, but I don't know. Strength? But, uh, yeah. But I mean, this is all You're from looking our... At, Looking at their understanding, their uh, and I'm a little bit more uh, thinking through that one. Um, they seem to come through. It's like people are sweating. They're intense. They're uh, serious about their sports. They're effortful. They're finding that pleasure. I mean, I think pleasure in really serious effort. They're also coming across as uh, seriously technological about their uh, fabric. And it seems like the, that's wanting to be more of an edge on other brands. Um, so, so yeah, so these are a couple of examples uh, that that, that makes mind. it that makes it much clearer what you were saying. Just with the, and and I love the way you qualified it by saying it's going to be coloured by your own biases and your personality and what you. It's not necessarily what they're thinking. Yeah. But then, as you said that, maybe the companies that are consistent with what the 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 consumers perceive their business to be and what the business themselves say they are. Yeah. Where there's a match, they're probably more successful, I would yeah. hazard a guess to be. And there's also another reason for thinking through that thing so that you have that kind of core that is more of a, a an idea and a concept and an ideology than necessarily what you do. Mm -hmm. And it's also that the more you grow as a business, the broader you have to go, the broader your market. Mm. So if you start your business, and there's nothing wrong with starting your business identity because it's just like, all right, I sell shoes to women. Great, awesome. What happens when you once you've sold all the shoes to all the women, where do you go? And if all your identity is based only on that, the day you have to go, well, maybe I could sell shoes to men, uh, you have to change. Mm. Whereas if your idea as a business and as a brand first is i'm just going to make this up completely is uh you're about um uh zen that's your business the core of your business is zen then it doesn't matter what kind of shoes you do they're always zen is infused through everything you do hmm. 
Now, I also have an assumption that presumably you're making the best shoes you could, but also it's interesting to think about, wait a minute, all right, if my thing is about Zen, what does that mean to making shoes for women? And you make shoes for women, mm -hmm. but the day you want to make shoes for children or shoes for guys, you come back to, okay, well, my thing is Zen. So what does that mean for making shoes to men now? Mm. And what does that mean for making uh, mm -hmm. socks next? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes so that you have something that sense. runs through everything. Now, it's always easier said than done. You've, you've made, what you've done is you've taken the question, can every everybody start a business and you've you've linked it to the idea of actually starting a business which is what i think might have been under that question like mm -hmm. can 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 everybody start a business because i was when i heard that question i thought when i read it i thought of maybe they mean can anybody start a business like they're questioning their own capability of yeah i was wondering i don't know yeah and you've you've answered that i think brilliantly you think okay <laughs> i do i do I think you've made it clear that anybody can start a business, but you've got to start with the thing, that one word, whatever it is, however you get there, whatever is your thing. Yeah. And then now, the, the yeah, designing sorry, to okay. the extremes as well. Now, yeah. the other thing I wanted to bring out in this question is, it does say, the question was, can everybody start a business? When I read that, the other thing I thought of was everybody. What if everybody started a business? Yeah, like the, everybody. Can there has every... to be some some people have to be employees like is that what they yeah. that means yeah yeah i was thinking yeah, if everybody started a business what would happen is that possible could it have and and i thought well yes well there's an interesting way to answer that question i think or at least that's what the first thing that comes to mind is yep what if every person was responsible in the same way as if they owned their own business Yes. What might yes. that be like? Yes. Now, yes. it's a very different point of view than considering employees, uh, rights of everything that goes along, like, I don't know, abuse, just using corporate structures and all that kind of thing that I have a lot of opinions there, but that's not what I'm, that's not the point of view we're looking at right now. But I think it would be like, what if everybody was behaving like they have their own business and that's what's at stake in everything they do? It's interesting. Mm. because I think that's the way things are going. I think people, and we've talked about this that, before, yeah. I think people have to be much more responsible for their unique contribution that they can make in, even if it's within a bigger structure, yeah. because that's how I've approached things in my life. Where yeah. I've worked, I've looked at what's the difference I can make. And that's why I consider myself to be an entrepreneur. If a lot of my colleagues in the world of teaching, they've got great ideas, but they don't know how to communicate them I think this is across teaching. They're great teachers. They've got great ideas, but they don't know how to communicate to senior management in a way that, that makes change happen. And that's all I've ever done. And I think, I think it goes back to what you just said. What if everybody was being responsible for their unique contribution that they're making in their working life as if they were a business? Mm. And I think, I think it's a very powerful, I mean, I think it's the second profound thing you said this podcast. I think it's a very powerful way of looking at things because I think it's, it puts the emphasis on me. It puts the emphasis on understanding my contribution and my strengths and what I'm good at. And then I'm linking it back to what you said, because everything you're saying, I'm linking to my own experience of creating, creating my own business. Like, what's my thing? What's my one word? Yeah. What so are, I, who, are, I want to come I? back to another thing as well. So I'm in the middle of writing a whole series of posts that I have to accelerate through because of this whole teaching thing as well. <laughs> uh, but the where the where I started with that, it's a series that seems to be eight posts. I announced it as eight and I only did, did two. But where I began is businesses and brands to, okay. to go through some definitions and to think about that myself. So also, I want to make sure that I specify yeah, uh, the difference and how I see those two things. The question yeah. was, how can everybody start a business? The one thing I talked about is about a lot more about being a brand than being a business. Okay, so what I see a business as, it, it's a, I think there can be a lot of businesses. Businesses don't necessarily have a brand, but all yeah. uh, no wait a minute, what was it? Uh, brands don't necessarily have to be a business, but yeah. all businesses have a brand one way or another. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, a business, first and foremost, is a, an entity and a thing ge generated and designed to, to produce value. Hmm. 
at its most simple, uh, and I just boiled down in very simple diagrams, starting with a historical type of business, like a craftsman. I mean, I went with mm -hmm. bakeries, a baker. Mm -hmm. A baker makes bread. So you, so the, the, the basic uh, diagram that I put in my blog post that I'll, I'll, I'll share as well is something, you produce something, yeah. generate value from the thing. Yeah. Uh, well, pro no, provide value, generate value. And the value comes back to you. So in a triangle. Oh, these are the posts that I said I would read that I haven't read yet. Yeah. Uh, now, it gets a lot more complicated nowadays. But I made like just a, a boiled down diagram for a baker and then for Facebook, which is a bit more complex. Uh, now, if you go into detail, it's a lot more complex. But there is a multitude of different interplays of generating, providing, and, and benefiting from value. Okay, that makes sense to okay. me. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and typically, the value is money. Mm -hmm. Right? So you're providing, typically, it is that you're making goods and services, you sell them, and you get money from that back, right? So uh, that's a business. So can everybody start a business? Yes. All you need to do is get something, make something, sell it, get money from it, and you have a business. Don't you and think in France, also... because that person's in France, all you need to do is type into the website to go start as an auto, auto entrepreneur, you get a number from the government, and you have to declare taxes and you're that's it, you're a business. But don't you think that the other thing related to uh, I mean, what I want to ask you is about value, this idea of value, mm -hmm. isn't a business also about in the process that the, is it do you mean by value solving someone's problem? Well, it depends. So I, I, I went, I used that word because I was looking at, all right, how can I make this the, what seems to me the broadest applicable definition and the broadest possible diagram. And okay. I boiled that down to value. If somebody has a problem and you solve it, that has value for them. Presumably, yes. Right? yes. Yeah. 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 And they're willing to. And value is usually whatever. synonymous with uh, money and wealth. And so it's like, yeah. that works too. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Did that answer your point, or I think it did. Because I, I, when I think of what makes a business, is businesses providing something, good service, whatever, yeah. that is valuable to someone because they have a problem. Oh, that's a whole other area, which I, I only am starting to touch upon my own thinking, uh, which is super interesting as well. And I think I'm, I may well go a little bit controversial to some conventional thinking on that area. Uh, without, I think once I finish, it will make sense. But there's a lot of uh, conventional information, teaching, coaching, etc. on finding the right audience, finding the right client, um, solving somebody's problem. And like, what problem are you solving for them? Mm. I don't think it's as important as knowing who you are first. Uh, I have. I, I don't do think know? it's not important. I don't. It's of course very. It, it's it's totally critical in some cases. But the truth is, if you know who you are, you know what you're selling, it's not a case of build it and they will come. It's not the same thing. But in the same way that I said, well, I'm all about play and describing who I am and somebody doesn't get it, then they're not part of my audience anyway. So why would I worry about, why would I worry about what audience I should be pursuing if it gets automatically applicable by the virtue of me defining what I'm doing? Does that make sense? And and this I is, it, I'm still not, I'm not there on, it's not super clear. This is going to be the next series of posts. I'm not there yet. So no, I, I think it does. Make, here's what I'm getting from what you're saying. I think it does make sense. If I know who I am and what I'm about and the things that inspire me and what I want to, and this, again, this is my interpretation of it from mm -hmm. my own life. And I know what I can contribute and I'm sharing that with people. Then the people I'll be speaking to are going to, they're either going to identify that with that or they're not going to identify with that. Yeah. But it all starts with me actually going, this is what I'm about. This is who I am. Yeah. And the next sets of stuff. So I, I take and I'm growing. So the, part of the seminal books that are popular these days in uh, branding and marketing is a book by uh, Professor Byron Sharp, How Brands Grow. Okay. Um, I heard of uh, it's uh, it's very good. Uh, it generated quite a bit of controversy and a lot of a uh, whole big of belief. Like there's a whole like cult belief in this whole thing. Um, so he debunked and he debunked a lot of the beliefs in marketing. 
Hold that on. are still around, even though he debunked them, but yeah. uh, that are still around because they're very shocking to a lot of people and a lot of people kind of disagree. But it, he's from the Ehrenberg Bass Institute in um, Adelaide, uh, Victoria, Australia. Okay. And uh, it's like, it's a big, I mean, it's one of the most massively worldwide recognized uh, marketing sciences, marketing research. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. I feel like I should know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And now I do. Thank you. And so he, he picked up, he's got 50 years of research for his book on how brands grow. And how okay. brands go, we're talking about the business of the brand, right? So he's, he's very much calculating and he, he does talk about brand distinction and images as well, but within certain parameters and categories, anyway, and he's got these laws. The, I'm not sure about them being laws because I think they might be debunked by somebody else somewhere somehow later, but there's a lot of numbers attached to everything that he's doing. And a lot right. of it makes total common sense. So the first one being your, that a brand grows by market yeah. penetration okay the brand grows by market penetration the more penetration you have in your own market and so the the numbers that he's providing are very clearly categorized so they, they belong to categories so that you can clearly see what the whole picture and what the field might be in what is called the the, pen, the market of your category okay which is increasingly not necessarily clear because they're category killers that yeah but anyway that's a whole other topic um yeah. <laughs> So just to make sure that like, don't think it's simple, but I have to boil <laughs> down and think about things that come across as simple because that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants the bite size answer. That is like, wow, one circle. We'll start with why. Mind blown. Like, how would I not do that before? But you, you start digging. It's a lot more complex than that. But anyway, um, what was I saying? <laughs> it depends on the category. Oh, you, the, how it, brands grow. And uh, yeah. so you might do a whole and he debunks the whole idea of uh, brand loyalty just like it's complete bs brand really? loyalty is bs uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not that wow. it doesn't exist yeah it's that there that there are whole industries and whole conversations dedicating to pursuing people to have them become loyal yeah. is a moot point that doesn't make any difference that okay. because your brand grows by the number of people that are going to be using it overall mm -hmm. and if you have a small brand Mm -hmm. uh, that's what he called the law of double, double jeopardy, uh, which is okay. very interesting as well. So the biggest brand control the most of the, of your market, they have the biggest right. penetration. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So they have the most people buying the most of the product within a category. Yeah. Coca-Cola and the soda sales is an easy example. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you have a very small brand, so, and, and it grows, your brand grows by that's the common sense thing by, uh, what he calls physical and mental availability. Okay. Yeah. Your brand grows by where it's available to buy. Yeah. And how it's available to buy. That's what he calls yeah. physical and physical availability includes digital in terms of like yeah. buying online, et cetera. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you spend a lot of time thinking about your target audience, it's not wrong to think about your target audience necessarily. There, you may well be designing shoes for women in certain categories. So actually you're designing shoes for women. Great. Okay. Uh, and to spend a lot more time saying, I want my shoes to be for, that's what the, all the, the other thing he debunks a lot, even though these conversations are very useful internally for agencies and clients to be talking about uh, what is this product about and who is it for mm -hmm. to say, okay, it's for 25 year old women who are really trendy travel a lot uh, and they have the mind style, they, they like this music, etc. So you, you create this whole worldview and image of who that ideal audience person is yeah it's uh very valuable and this is a distinction that's difficult to, to to explain and come across but this is what i believe anyway uh some people might disagree and i think it, it might be a controversial view for some but i don't think it is uh okay i think it's extremely valuable to have that in mind for me for the creative person for everybody internally uh on the business side of things and whoever participates sure. with that business to have a very clear view what this thing is about so that we know how to talk about it. We know how to communicate it. Uh, we know what kind of ideas might be attached for it to yeah. it. Now, if now at the end of the day, does it matter if actually we had this whole idea of a young international trendy woman that is young, 25 years old, but it turns out that all the people buying this shoe is are 50 year olds and they stay at home. I'm just making this up, but yeah, yeah. the truth is, there is no one buyer that you're really targeting. The, the, the women, keeping the idea of the women's shoes, the women buying the shoes are going to come from all walks of life. Really. 
they're not all going to be your ideal person that you had in your mind. And uh, wow, that's very interesting. So that's one thing he debunks on that. And the law of double double jeopardy is like if you're a small brand, but by virtue of you being tiny, your thing is going to be not avail not as available to buy as others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not as available to buy as others, you have less opportunities for sales. Yeah. Uh, and the other point is because the other one is a lot more places, there's a lot more opportunity for them to be remembered and thought about by the people that know. And the people who are the most likely to buy your small brand when you start are the people who know the most about the category, who shop at the most or are the most specialists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's because they are more likely to be willing to try something that's new because they're at the extreme of the bell curve yeah. to bring it back yeah. to that. Early adopters. And the early adopters to... consume tons of Coca-Cola as well as all sodas. No, sodas is not as popular as a category before, but it's an easy example to use. I need I need to read this book. <laughs> I really there's, do. There's two, and there's a third one that came out that I haven't read. Yeah, you need to read it. This is very, I very do. good. It's a, it's a Bible for a lot of big brands and big companies. Uh, and it shocked a lot of people in marketing industries because there are stuff in there that are like, well, this is my whole career that you just said is useless. But Is it easy a lot to of, read? A, is it accessible? It's very easy to read. There's a lot okay. of... Uh, stuff that people got reactivated by got angry about but they don't really pay attention to what is being said because some people said oh well you're putting back in question the whole point of a creative ad and everything else and but he doesn't do that he doesn't invalidate the fact that it's worthwhile being creative at all he doesn't okay he does but he does make a lot of other points from research that are really useful that if you inform and and, and, and i'm trying to inform and, and bring in all of this thinking into a lot of what i'm doing as well um, so he uses the example of Yorkies actually, for example, as a brand thing, yeah. right? you remember, yeah, yeah. so for anybody who doesn't know Yorkies is a big chocolate bar yeah. and they had this whole brand thing for about men. its own. Yeah. For men only. Right. Yeah. It's not for girls. Now it's, it's a great, and he uses the example. He's like, it's a fantastic creative campaign. A lot of people remember, uh, it's, uh, it's impactful. It create, it generates mental availability for the brand and mm. it's distinct. It makes it dis it makes the brand distinct from other types of chocolates. Mm -hmm. Now, there's there's as many women as men buying Yorkies. Yeah. The guys didn't go, oh, we're gonna do this and like only for it's it's actually only for guys. No, it's not only for guys. But now I've been in a lot of meetings, and this is back to like people being afraid of being about one thing. There would be a lot of marketers going, Well, no, we clearly cannot communicate based on gender. Well, now it's probably dangerous these days, but it doesn't matter. Actually, you take risks. If you want to be distinct as a brand, you have to. You, you're going to take risks somehow. So, the risk just because being, so you're just because you have a distinct like Yorkies advertising and having that thing for men doesn't mean that only men are going to buy it. Yes, but, but the trap is when you're presenting the thing to the. You have to decide like, do we do something that says it's only for men? And a lot of people go, "Oh, we can't do that. That's too risky. What if only uh, men buy it?" <laughs> forgetting that it could just much appeal to anybody not just men yeah i mean everybody's gonna buy a chocolate bar you know i gotta say you're making me think about my own business ideas but you're also making me think about my school and how they promote the school and what they're doing and sometimes i don't agree with the way how school has done things and i've said this and i've put ideas across and i might get in trouble for saying this but you know, especially as people from my school might be watching this, but I, I, what you're saying is really making me think about how we from our school and it's, I'm going to read that book and then I'm probably going to want to go on a big rant about how we from our school. The, uh, <laughs> the interesting idea on that, like just to link it back to the original question is it's great to think about what if everybody's responsible, it's great to be an entrepreneur like you are. And at the same time, like the only way at the end of the day, if you really want to have total control over what you're doing is your own business. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise you, and, and it's, and, and I was going to say, otherwise you have to compromise. Now you always have to compromise, even if you have your own business, like but compromise that's, um, stuff of life. So. Maybe what you just said there about control, that could be another aspect to what they're asking. Yeah, can yeah. every, can everybody start their own business? Like, I think there might be a, a relationship to, can I control my own destiny? Can I There's a whole other everything? side that we haven't covered, and I don't think we'll do this in this particular episode, but I certainly can mention it because I think it's important, is 
a lot of the questions that you might have or that we have people, everybody uh, have about life and business and big, big, big choices is mm. you likely to overestimate or imagine an ideal of what a business might mean that seems mm. so big that like you don't know how to take the first step. Mm. But don't forget that if you have something and sell it and somebody gives you money for it, you have a business. That's it. Mm. Your business might not look the way that you originally, maybe one day mm. you'll be as big as Nike if that's what your ambition to. But it doesn't, it really does not have to. It doesn't have to be that at all. So just uh, make sure you also, just to take out some drama of it. You know, you have a business no, going good. on. You have a business where you coach. I don't know if we'll talk about that, but uh, can we talk about your coaching business? We don't have to talk about it at length with the fact that you have it, right? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, yeah. I've, I've tutored people and got paid. That's a business. Yeah. I've coached people on different things and got paid. That's a business. Yeah. But I fall into the trap that you literally just described thinking, oh, I don't have a business. What started it all off was actually, and I think this relates, is that somebody asked me, one of my pupils asked me, why are you only a teacher? Why do you teach business? Why are you only a teacher? You, you should be, how come you haven't started your own business? And yeah. I really questioned myself about, uh, it should, how come I haven't, and I should have all this, and it isn't. It I isn't would that. stop that immediately. So of course you would question everything. That's not, that's not what I meant to stop. No, if I, I, if I, I if I, and I don't know if I would remember on the spot, mm. but if I did, if I did remember on the spot, I would go to the student, wait a second, what is that only? Let's dig in there. Like yeah. that's not okay. It's not okay for you to say that. No, it's not wrong, but I want to point out. So, that, so for example, on Thursday, this was very interesting. I don't know what the students made of it at all. It was very, so when I started putting them in groups and I started a process for putting them in groups. Okay. Uh, and then it just went chaotic. They stopped, yeah. they stopped listening oh, to yeah. me. They stopped uh, following what I was, had in mind. Completely. And I, I just, I, I stopped everything. I made them all stop. And I just raised my voice. I said, I don't, I don't know. I said something in order for everyone to stop. And I was like, guys, did you notice what just happened? You, you stopped trusting my process. You just like went chaotic. This is complete chaos. Now it's okay. You just, you're also grownups. You can do whatever you want. But did you notice that you just went from like listening to me and following what I was saying to not doing that at all? So I didn't have nice. any other point to just, nice. just do you, and, and, and they were like, oh yeah. So it's like, That's did you brilliant. see that something changed? So I was like, I'm going to ask you to trust what I'm doing because I'm, I'm the coach and I'm the teacher here. And if you don't listen to me, it's not going to work. Otherwise, I have nothing of value to share it with you. Oh, if you don't listen brilliant. to what I'm saying, it doesn't happen. Brilliant. That's brilliant. I love it. And that happens all the time. And to yeah, go back sure. to what you said about where, the, where that I've been asked that, why are you only? I do, get, I do get into that. I don't just walk over it and I do like, you know, like no, of course, of course, I'm sure you do, and it's not. And of course, I would think the same. I have those thoughts too. I'm human, right? <laughs> all the yeah. time. And it's a funny thought, but it's a, it's also a very normal thought from young people. When I was studying design, I wondered who my teachers are, and it didn't think very far about it. I have no idea what it means for life to for somebody. And I mean, I didn't really care that much. But sometimes you would wonder, you know, why you, yeah, why are you just doing this kind of loser job as a teacher? And you got, <laughs> even though you seem to be a really cool person, I'm like, it's yeah, such a, but, but it's such a young person, complete it, arrogance it, from the I young youth, arrogance of youth it. to say that. It is, and I love it, and and it's the, but it, it did make me think because I'm teaching about business, it's, and I think it happens more teaching business than it does other things like English, math, psychology, mm. whatever. It doesn't really happen with psychology, but business happens a lot more mm. because of the nature of the subject. Psychology is like, I teaching psychology, it definitely comes back to, to teach psychology, you kind of got to be messed up in the head, always. Yeah. And you got to be willing to explore all of that. Mm. And I think, I think that goes right back to the question, can everybody start a business? If you're willing to explore, yes, go and explore. Yeah, think, totally. Oh, the, go play, in fact. Exactly. Forget, it's all about, I, I, this is why I like that whole thing about play. I'm now thinking, I'm going to be doing some thinking about what's my one word, and I don't know yet. I'm sure I'll come up with something. I can help you with that. You can. It's what I do. <laughs> it is what you do. It is what I do. And then, the, and that we didn't only, the, that's like the, the core, that's the first thing. And then there's a bunch of other stuff like, you know, there's values, what your business does, a mission statement, writing a manifesto or a paragraph that expresses all the different things that you, who you are, what you do, how you do it, et cetera, which 
all of these things I was trying to like just bunch up in their head, which I'm still not clear on. There's a lot that because this program is practicing what they learn in, in the other classes, but I'm giving them notions that they probably have from other classes, but likely with other words or another way to look at things. And I don't know. Anyway, that's that's uh, this is what it I'm would, exploring at the moment. Of the, no, it's great. The that will definitely be enhancing their experience and their learning because you're coming at it from professional, someone who's actually doing it point of view rather than the theoretical kind of lecturer school type of view. So yeah. I, I think it's definitely providing value. And I look forward to the, looking at the other questions on that video because I think there's going to be some great stuff. I think there's and, going to be some good stuff too. There's, so I find out. And I have two two more classes to ask questions of. So I better maybe I'll send an email to some some of my pupils and get some more questions. We'll see. So you know what I did? I mean, I just I I, I prepared small slips of paper, and I gave them all a slip. I just distributed all the slips of paper, explained it, and I said, just write a question, fold the piece of paper, give it back to me. If you don't want to write a question, you don't have ideas, just fold the piece of paper, leave it empty, don't give it back. I don't care. Uh, and uh, somebody took and while I was started doing other stuff, they all took care and they just gave me the bunch of stuff, and I was like, awesome. I don't know. Oh, wow. That, by the way, whoever did that, that was awesome. Uh, just and like, hopefully, hopefully they'll watch this episode and go, that's my question. Yeah, hopefully Whatever. somebody does that. That'll be cool. I'll post it on the, we have a, a Microsoft Teams thing because that's what the school is using. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I mean, I don't know what's going to go online or whatever. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Cool. I think we're, just, uh, this is we're done. Good. We're ready to yeah. wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Probably Thank you. Time. Thank you. It was awesome. All right, next week. Next week. Or see you next week, rather.